Constructed Futures. I'm Hugh Seaton. Today I'm here with Patrick Lalonde, Director of Virtual Design and Construction at Ellis Don. Patrick, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, so I'm intrigued to hear about how you got to where you are, and then we'll talk a little bit about what you guys do. What, what brought you to being the Director of VDC at a, a huge general contractor? Yeah, so you know, I've been in uh, construction pretty much my whole life. You know, it's uh, an, an interesting convergence of uh, uh, you know two of my uh, passions. Uh, you know, started out uh, you know as a young kid, always being intrigued with uh, you know building and, and making things, uh, but also you know with you know, computers and, and technology and, and uh, video games and film and photography and, and you know all the things that come with that. So, you know, I started out as a carpenter apprentice, knowing that I, I wanted to build and, and make things. But shortly after that, I got a little bit more interested into the design side of things, developing the blueprints and, and putting those concepts down on paper as opposed to physically building. So I went to uh, George Brown College in uh, Toronto to take an architectural technology program, which gave me the fundamentals of architectural design, drafting, blueprint making. And part of that program was they just had introduced Revit as an addition to AutoCAD and uh, teaching the students on uh, the basics of BIM and 3D modeling. And it was a rel- relatively new topic at the time. It was the first I've ever heard of it. Uh, and I immediately gravitated towards that concept of, of building 3D models uh, to illustrate uh, architectural designs and renderings. And uh, after I graduated from, uh, from that program, uh, I was you know, joining the workforce and looking for you know, any opportunity I could to use this new modeling software and apply the skills that I learned. Originally looking towards more of the design side, but then found the opportunity at Ellis Dawn to join their virtual construction team. I think there was only three or four uh, of us uh, in the group at the time. It was a fairly uh, new endeavor for Ellis Dawn to, to employ people looking at 3D modeling and, and BIM specifically. And I was one of those sort of those first early people. And ever since then, I just, you know, started working on projects, learning new ways of applying BIM and 3D modeling, how to help the construction process, and very quickly realized that uh, there was a lot of opportunity to apply that those concepts, those principles, and this technology in construction. There was a time of technology advancements, a lot of inefficiencies that were starting to, to surface through the construction process. And it was just a good opportunity to, to start to, to use those tools. So I worked on a number of projects. Within Ellis Dawn, major infrastructure projects, and applied the the VDC and BIM workflows within those projects, and and now I'm yeah as a director here. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about what what VDC means for Ellis Dawn, and and if you don't mind, about half the listeners will really know what VDC is and how it's how it operates in a in a contractor, but not everybody does. So let's talk through like what what that even means. So virtual design and construction, obviously you're dealing with BIM and you're dealing with models and so on, but what's the process? Yeah, so 
I like to relate kind of what we do to traditional traditional workflows and, and methods that most people are familiar with. So typically on a construction project, as, especially as a general contractor, we are facilitating all of the, the design and installation from various sources. And we need to verify that all of that is, is correct through shop drawing reviews and through design reviews before we go and implement that in the field. So we take designs. And so instead of in two dimensions, we will take those designs in three three dimensions and put them together. So we'll collect all the information, all the 3D information from the various sources, subtrades, engineers, architects, and merge those together into a single environment where we can visualize a holistic view of how the project is going to come together. All the different building systems, components, and put them all into, into one place. And you can easily see what the building is is going to look like during its completed stage. And that allows us to solve problems, communicate issues, and make more informed decisions throughout the construction process. And, and if I can put that into even a broader perspective, architect and engineer designs a thing. Contractor, general contractor says, great, this is what we're going to build. Turns it into packages that go out to the subs or an internal department if it's uh, self-performed, who then comes back with models and descriptions and says, here's how we're going to execute what you told us to. But that's you know 20 different teams that have 20 different sets of things. So a lot of what you're doing is pulling that back together and saying, okay, the, the original design intent was this. Here's what the executors or the specialty trades have, have sent back to us about how they're going to do it. Usually a great deal more detail than what you got from the architect, of course. And your job is to pull it together, find problems. Obviously, clash detection is now kind of a standard, but does that sound right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, and so through that conversion process is where we find a lot of those, you know, errors and omissions uh, from the design intent. So, mm-hmm. uh, going through that that effort of upgrading uh, a model from, you know, a design intent. A design model to a fabrication level model is when you start to work out the details and find the small uh, the small imperfections and you know maybe the constructability challenges that that you might see in the field so it's like it's it's through that development process that helps us to identify some of the issues that we that we could encounter on site that's great how do you guys relate to obviously the project teams because that's your you're kind of an input into the project teams but are you also part of the quality process? And if so, how? Yeah. So, you know, we're part of the quality process in a sense that we're validating the quality of the design, right? So it's more of a proactive measure than a reactive measure, you know? So, you know, a lot of our quality systems would test things after they've been installed to verify they've met the certain specifications, for instance, right? But our quality measure is more of a proactive one where we're making sure that what is going to arrive on site is going to meet the specifications before it gets installed. So it, it kind of adds a bit another layer of our construction or construction quality process, and it brings it a little bit more to the front end. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when you think about you know your experience and, and without singling anything out, what do you often find is like the biggest area where you're you're closing gaps or you're 
you know what I mean? Making sure things are clicking together the way they're supposed to. Is it aligning subs? Is it big missing pieces? Is it clashes? What sorts of things do you typically find your team working on? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is the the mechanical and electrical installation, you know, in in the ceiling spaces, because uh, it's one of the the very sort of overlooked things that doesn't necessarily fall onto anybody's anybody's radar, let's say. So, you know, with trying to put a lot of mechanical systems within a very congested ceiling space, you know, the architects have defined, you know, a very uh, specific ceiling height. Uh, and then the mechanical engineers would develop their ductwork design based on certain flow rates and uh, and, and heating requirements. And then the electrical designer would develop their, their conduit electrical and communications network based on certain requirements. But no one's actually really looking at that all together. So you, each of these sort of design disciplines have developed their designs to meet certain specifications and performance criteria, but no one really looks at how that that's physically going to be put together. Uh, and that's what our VDC team does. They, they actually more focus more on the geometry uh, yeah. of the systems and, and not the performance and the specifications of the systems. And I think that's where one of the big gaps is for a lot of the, the, the design team uh, that we, we step in to fill. Isn't that interesting? So I, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd spoken with a guy named Josh Bone, who's executive director of Electric. And he said you know, he'd been he'd been working in, in for an electrical contractor, and he said we always have to drop the ceiling because there's never enough room to maintain and or install. And it's it's interesting to hear you say that even from them, even from some electrical subs, they're not allowing for the sum to, which like makes sense that there's a, they're, they're not necessarily allowing for what other trades are going to need. But that the first thing you mention is that yeah we got to drop the ceiling. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's a very it's a very common situation that happens on a lot of our our, our projects yes yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. and where else do you find that that so ceilings aside where else do you often find that when you bring it all together you start seeing things yeah so I think it's just in the in the interfaces between all the different uh, building systems so you know you you have the multi-discipline coordination there but but you also have just details that not aren't necessarily captured on you know two-dimensional drawings right so for instance when the designers are developing their drawings they're cutting sections and a lot of those sections are, are typical and they doesn't really capture any sort of unique uh, scenarios where your let's say your your balcony railing is connecting to your your building envelope or what does that look like in this unique scenario and so being able to sort of dissect uh, the building and cut sections at any point in time and look at all these sort of unique scenarios of how of how the different building components interface with each other I think is a is a really really big sort of advantage of having that sort of sort of holistic and dynamic model yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. and actually you know one of the areas you hear over and over again where six months down the road where where damage or issues happen is the envelope and that's very much when different things come together. Um, and it sounds like that's one of the areas you guys can provide some insight is is how the envelope is coming together. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, we also, one of the big things with the model 
the model sort of illustrates the you know the final uh, condition of what the building is going to look like after it's completed. Um, but we also tend to add in some of our temporary support or uh, temporary construction means and methods into the model to help visualize. So let's say, for instance, we have a very large atrium where we need to put in some big scaffolding to make sure that we can have access to install certain items. So we'll include that in the model so that we can visualize exactly how the building's going to look at different stages throughout the construction and not just the final product. I love that you mentioned including means and methods. And it sounds like one of the things that, that your team, by being an internal team, is able to do that might be harder otherwise is, is apply lessons learned and say, hey, we've, we've done this before and we know that this is something to look out for. How much are lessons learned part of, of what you guys do? Yeah, so it's it's everything essentially. <laughs> so like our VDC group is is fairly young, right? So we're young in in both senses of the word. Our the demographic of our team is usually on the you know on the younger side, uh, people earlier in their careers that gravitate towards the technology and software tools, uh, but also young in the sense that we haven't been doing VDC for the last you know century or so, right? So a lot of the construction means and methods and best practices uh, have been built over you know um, the last uh, 50, 20, 30 years in terms of you know how to best you know do formwork and you know different. Uh, traditional construction practices. But with our BIM and, and virtual design and construction, a lot of these concepts and these workflows and processes are relatively new. And they're very dynamic because they're changing with the, the software tools, with the latest update. It's, it seems that almost every other you know week or month, there's a new update to the software that adds a, a, a a change to the workflow or improves the workflow and we need to redevelop our, 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 our procedures to accommodate for it. So making sure that we have a good network of, of lessons learned, uh, knowledge sharing resources and, and all of that in place so that we can keep up to date with all of these, these sort of changing uh, methods of doing things uh, with the technology. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to shift gears and talk a little bit about how you fit into the larger Elliston technology and, and data structure. One of the things that we've talked about in an earlier podcast is it's actually a pretty big team. It's over 200 people in the, the broader technology group. Mm-hmm. How do you fit in with that with that broader group? Yeah, so I mean, our, our VDC team has essentially been one of the sort of early, you know, early adopters of, of most of the technology that we use at LSDON. So before we had a digital and data engineering team, before we had software developers, you know, we had BIM coordinators and people working with the models. So that was one of like our, our first categories of, uh, you know, digital construction solutions. And, you know, we've kind of been a, a core piece of that uh, ever since. So uh, when our site teams are looking to deploy a new tool or uh, a new piece of software, whether that's uh, BIM or VDC related, there's 
there's some element of, of the model or something that usually is part of, of a software solution that we're trying on site. So it's only natural that our VDC team is, is there and helping to implement those tools. So it kind of sort of organically happens that, that our, our BIM and VDC folk are already on site. They're already very technology savvy. So they're all usually the ones that are spearheading a lot of our new technology initiatives. Yeah, it's pretty common, actually, across a lot of general contractors. I think that the VDC team is often the deepest technology group and get asked to do things. Have you found over the last five years or so that the, the inclusion of models in the field has just really changed, whether it's Procore or, or other, other bits of technology? It's just so much easier to have, to have a good version of the model in the field versus you know, less so in the past. Have you seen a difference in, in how much it's part of day-to-day versus, hey, let's go back and, and, and look? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's been a huge, huge advancement in what we like to call democratizing BIM, right? Yeah. It's uh, getting the model in the hands of, of more people. And the advancements of the software has has made it so that it's a lot a lot easier. It doesn't require a specialized skill set, you know, it, most people are able to access the model through a web browser through so you don't even need to install a special software and it's you know sort of like one click away and you're in the model sort of thing which was very different than how things used to be in the past where you would have to install a heavy software you would need large graphics cards to run the model and it was very limited to only the people that had the right software and hardware and were equipped and trained to do so but yeah, now it's you know it's part of our our mandate to get the model in the hands of everybody at LS Dawn, and and the way that the software is is developing is making that easier and easier for us to do. So it's 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 really taken a, a big step forward and and you know helping break down those barriers. Yeah, and it reminds me of something that again I think you guys have talked about at LS Dawn, which is this idea of building digital. And it sounds to me like at the core of that, or at least a key part of it, is is VDC and what you're doing now now going from field into office and, and backwards again. How do you view VDC as part of that building digital idea? And in this case, I mean, not just for your own projects, but actually taking a leadership position in the industry. Yeah. So the VDC process, a lot of the the tools that are out there have one form or another that comes back to the, the model or comes back to BIM. And I think naturally we're going to play a key role in, in sort of the building digital uh, initiative and the sort of products and services that we're able to offer through that. You know, our not just our clients, but you know, all all building owners in the industry are looking for solutions to help them sort of digitize their assets, right? Help them to uh, optimize the performance of their buildings, the the management of, of those uh, buildings throughout their, their life cycle. And yeah, BIM plays a key role in that. And how we can help them is through being able to package that all together, give them a sort of a, an offering or a, a service of our expertise where we can say, hey, you know, we know how to develop models. We know how to specify good model delivery. And we can help them find the best way forward to to get them the the product that they need. Yep. Well, that that actually leads me to something that just happened, right? Or at least relatively recently, where you've joined 
Building Smart International as a board member in Canada. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so leaning on into that sort of client and owner requirements of sort of their built assets, Building Smart is an international organization. So there's there's Building Smart International, and then there is chapters for every, in almost every country, and they're really advocating for the standardization and the non-proprietary uh, formats of how we exchange information, particularly with BIM and and project information. So being part of Building Smart Canada is just another avenue for, you know, for myself and, and as Ellis Dawn to play a bit of a leadership role in how Canada is adopting some of these new standards and how we can help the industry move forward in understanding how to manage the digital information for projects and for built assets. Love it. Well, Patrick, I've really enjoyed hearing you know what you guys do and frankly learned a little bit about VDC. Thank you for being on the podcast. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.